and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And I'm itchy. <laughs> this is just going to be the whole show. Is I, Riley I'm complaining sorry. about how itchy she is? I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know what's happening to my body, but within the past 20 minutes, I'm covered in itch. I'll tell you what's happening to your body. <laughs> what? Karma. For what? For skipping out on the show last hey. week to go to the beach. Oh, no. What <laughs> Is that really it? Yeah. I've never had an allergic reaction before, and now I am. You have an allergic. It's an allergic reaction to shirking your duties as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I walked into Sydney's house, and it just hit me. Your histamine chickens have come home to roost. <laughs> oh. it, it's just so bad. I don't know what, what Riley's allergic to. I know I'm a doctor, and I should figure this out, but... Often, hey, here's a little sneak peek. A lot of the times, as physicians, we will try to help you puzzle this out, but we the Sherlocking ends pretty quickly because we we treat most allergic reactions the same way. And who knows? I just want to make sure. I would like sure to know. I, well, I mean, I want you to know. I will continue, but in the meantime, we got Benadryl and hydrocortisone, and we are on a clock until that Benadryl kicks in. We are on a clock. I took 50 milligrams of Benadryl. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We got a time crunch, ladies. Rilo's going to pass out in the middle of the I show. That's After it clears up, you just have to try to eat everything that you ate today again and see what does it. One at a time. That's the thing. The only thing I've eaten today is this crepe. Well, first, Justin just gave me a dry crepe. And was like, do you want this? I was like, sure, but... Oh, That's not very okay. nice. And then he was like, well, that was weird. Let me put some stuff in it. And then he put some nut butter in it. Homemade. We made some homemade, homemade nut, nut butter. butter. Uh-huh. And it's delicious, but I, I guess there's nothing in it I'd be allergic to. We've gone through know. the nuts. As far as we know, Riley's had all these nuts many times, and she didn't have a nut allergy. Uh, it's got powdered sugar. Can't imagine you're allergic to that. Mm-mm. Or crepe, because it's just like, what's in a pancake, but thinner? Yeah. Nope. Allergic to crepe. You're allergic, allergic to crepe. <laughs> allergic to pretentious pancakes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm I don't- sick. I went to the beach for a week, and as soon as I get back, the day I get back, I get sick and get a cold. And then two days later, I get a, an allergic reaction. Wow. Karma. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't actually believe in karma, but still. That's what happened. Uh, no, it. you're going to be okay. I'm uh, again, itchy. Riley is not <laughs> having any respiratory symptoms, which is why I can joke about this. Yes, because I'm not going to. She just got yeah. hives and she's itchy. Yeah. Uh, PSA, if you at home do have an <laughs> allergic reaction, though, <laughs> please do not just joke about it as I am doing. It Dude, may be serious, especially if you have trouble breathing, tightness you, in your chest, chest pain, <laughs> or any sort of gastrointestinal symptoms like nausea, vomiting, uh, diarrhea, abdominal pain. Um, please go see a doctor immediately and don't just make jokes about it on a podcast. Like Sydney as a physician and as my older sister is doing. <laughs> well, you're basically at the doctor. It's just a oh, yeah. doctor. <laughs> it's just it's the kind of doctor where I had to look at the Benadryl and go, is this expired? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. We got another month. We got another month on this. It's good. <laughs> mm. I keep a... This is the problem. I keep a medical kit in the house of stuff that we don't really need most of the time, a just-in-case kit. Mm-hmm. And if you don't need it most of the time, stuff expires. expires. And that's a, that's a pain. But our Benadryl is still good. Don't worry. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Means I'm going to not oh. be able to podcast here <laughs> shortly. <laughs> so, uh... So uh, so while we try to puzzle out 
Riley's allergic response. Um, by the way, can I ask you, you sisters, have you had the new chocolate? What? what? There's a new chocolate. A, a new chocolate? Yes. Chocolate um, 2.0. No, I have not. There's a new chocolate. You know, there's dark chocolate, there's milk chocolate, and there's white chocolate. Yeah. Now there is ruby chocolate. Oh, yeah. That's been a thing in Japan for a while. It's, it is it is just going to go up for sale in the U.S. very soon. What is it? It's from a whole new cocoa bean, the ruby ruby cocoa oh. bean. We got, I found some. Thank mm-hmm. you, internet. I found some on the internet. Uh, with, uh, it's pink. It's a Twix bar. That was the only kind I could find. Mm. Or not a Twix bar, sorry, a Kit Kat. Excuse mm. me, mm-hmm. Kit Kat. Uh, that was the only form of ruby chocolate that I could I could find easily available was the Kit Kat, and so I got a pack of Kit Kats off of Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we tried it. It's very interesting. It's like kind of tangy. Ooh, weird. Yeah, it's got like a fruity, soury note to it. I thoroughly enjoy it. There are more bumps on my body. (laughs) They keep spreading. (laughs) Oh, well, Riley, we already covered that topic. I know. I'm sorry. I I I was, I had just come up with the smoothest. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Cleverest transition. I just, I look down at my legs and now they're on the bottom half of my legs, not just the top. And everything is, I, I'm, might be dying. I don't know. You're fine. I might be dying. I'm right here. You're fine. (laughs) I have an EpiPen upstairs. Oh, you good. Don't, you don't need it, but good. you're fine. Okay. Uh, we were talking about finding chocolate on the internet. And the, the thing is, sisters, we live in a remarkable time. <laughs> because I I saw on, displayed on our Alexa, was a headline, new chocolate to be introduced <laughs> into the U.S. And I said, oh, Alexa, tell me about the new chocolate. <laughs> and then my Alexa read a news story to me about the new chocolate and I got very excited, went on my phone, went to Amazon, found Kit Kats w- made of the ruby chocolate, and clicked one-touch ordering and had it in my house two days later. It truly is an amazing Magic time we live. Magic of the 21st century. In which we live. Yes. It's, it's incredible. Thank you to the internet. Yes. For, for some things. For sometimes. <laughs> Well, I mean, the the internet giveth, the internet taketh away. <laughs> the, the internet yell into a void, mainly. <laughs> we have learned so much about each other on the internet, and this is both wonderful and terrible. <laughs> yes. Uh, the internet, I am destroyer of worlds. <laughs> so we thought we would, I, I thought that was a good transition to talk about the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, then you just said what it was, mm-hmm. but well, you did the whole thing. Well, you, you interrupted us with your hives again. <sighs> <I'm> so, so- <laughs> Harry <Interrupted> Doctor <laughs> hives. I, I, if you were my patient in the office, I would be, I would be much more. Um, my bedside manner would be better. But you know, you're my sister, so I can tell you, oh, you're gonna be fine. It's no big deal. Don't whine. <laughs> I'm your sister. <laughs> That's the real secret about knowing someone who works somewhere. They're not going to treat you better. They're just going to treat you worse. I'm one of those doctors who's like, everything is no big deal when it's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. I've seen 10 times worse. It's fine. Um, Anyway. One giant hive. We've never devoted an entire episode of the show to the the internet. We have not. We have talked around it and about it on many other episodes, but 
you know, it's it's an interesting delineation. We talk a lot on the show about generations, about uh, millennials versus Gen Xers versus Gen Yers versus the possible micro generation that I and and maybe Tay you belong to the Exennials. <laughs> I don't like that because it has the word egg in it. <laughs> well, no, it's Exennials. <laughs> no, <but laughs> you said Exennials. <laughs> it does sound like Exennials. No, Exennials. <laughs> The, it's a it's a it's a little generation that's smushed between Gen Xers and Millennials, um, and if you read like think pieces about it, it it felt very appropriate for me personally. Um, but a lot of that is delineated by the internet, by growing up with, or it becoming part of your youth, or it becoming part of your adulthood. Like where, how did you interact with it first, and mm-hmm. when did it enter your root system, so to speak? Right. Um, and so we're using the internet to define our relationship with like society and human history in that way, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what that's what our our concept of generations does. Yeah. And so I think it is is worthy of a an episode unto itself. I agree. Um, I'm glad we all agree. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> the obviously for for myself my early kind of concept of what the internet was um was well one it was only something you could access through AOL (laughs) (laughs) I remember it took me a long time to understand that you could get to the internet not through AOL (laughs) yeah do you remember that concept that like the only way to get there is like you sign on to America online and now you're on the internet well, and I think I think AOL probably invested a lot of uh, a lot of effort into making us all believe that because it yeah it was like wait you could just click that little Earth button and it's that's uh, that works too, and then it was like what do you do once I I didn't even know what to do that I remember like learning that at school um, we had a class we had a computer class in middle school, <laughs> and in our computer class we largely learned how to do Excel spreadsheets. Um, I don't know if we learned anything else. So, yeah, I don't really remember in class learning anything about the internet. No, we like, did like Excel spreadsheets and typing, right? Like yeah. it was partially like a typing class. Mavis Beacon would teach you to type. <laughs> I believe that's what that program was. What? I think so. I think I'm right. And I, 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 I never right. met. That's a deep memory. I never met. Mavis in question I just know that anyway that sounds about right (laughs) I don't think I'm very Uh, good at it we may have learned PowerPoint may I don't even know that I learned PowerPoint I I definitely learned PowerPoint um we may have dabbled in PowerPoint all of these are kind of like most of the skills that we were learning on computers were like seconds away from being completely useless I feel like but that's Mm -hmm. Just a weird window where we had computers, but we really couldn't do anything cool on them yet. It was like, yeah. make a spreadsheet. All I wanted to do was get back into the paint program. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was all like everybody wanted to do at that point in time. What fun stuff can you do on a computer? Well, there's paint, and you can paint things, and then you can uh, do wingdings on there. Yeah. And then you. <laughs> and can, that's, yeah. Then you play Minesweeper. That's, yes, Minesweeper. Yeah. For hours. Does anyone ever really know how to play it? Yeah. I am excellent at Minesweeper. 
It was one of those things that was on the computer <laughs> that like I never really took the time to learn how to play. It just kind of clicked. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty pretty quick on the pickup there, kiddo. <laughs> it just don't explode. <laughs> Did that just make me sound really dumb? I thought it was relatable. <laughs> I, I remember a time when I first opened Minesweeper and it doesn't like give you instructions no right tutorial. off the bat. Yeah, there's not a tutorial. Or at least if there was one, it wasn't like, it didn't just pop up. I mean, yeah. you could probably find it. But like, I do remember the moment that I first opened Minesweeper and stared at that gray square filled with tiny gray squares and thought, what? <laughs> what? And then like you click one and it explodes and you're like, oh. Did I just lose? What? <laughs> Like I do, I do remember the moment before I figured it out yeah. where I was like, I don't, what? Now I know how to play, but yeah. there's a new one. Is I got there? it on my phone. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, the, but no, you're right. Tay. I don't think they taught us about the internet at all. Well, cause I think it was still kind of considered like, I don't think, I, I don't think the old people that were writing our curriculum thought that this was going to be something that would be be anything more than a distraction in our lives like it was like now i would say it's moved into the center of our lives i mean so we've talked about mm -hmm. this before kind of the flip of like what for the first few years the internet was sort of this dark void that you could do a lot of like it was kind of a secret place like yeah we were all on there but no one recognized each other whereas now with a complete flip of it's kind of the center of all of our lives our social media our identity everyone's mm -hmm. personality exists uh on the internet now um yeah no I, I i think you're exactly right and in those early days it was really not i don't remember any of my teachers being like the the hip progressive forward-thinking <laughs> teacher who like tried to tell us like this is the future man gotta get well, an aol was... handle i don't i don't remember anybody talking <laughs> about it it was very much pushed back against i feel like because it was like mm -hmm. when you're researching something it, like you, if you used computers as a source, like if you used websites as a source of information, like it was either not allowed or you'd have to like have X amount of books opposite every every yeah. website you use, which now is just crazy to thought. I mean, like just going to the library and just like going to like hoping to like research something for a for like a. A biography of paper that you're writing like I, there was always a part of like do they really expect me to read these like six books that i found on the subject because you're telling me i need six books just to like yeah you know, and i i'm not gonna read all of them just well look up one article on the internet and then i'm gonna write these six books down that's what i'm gonna do it, mm -hmm. it's also the concept i mean it, a lot of it too has to do with like now we know the rate at which information is gathered and changes and there was a time where if something was published in a book, it was looked at as like the definitive word on the subject. Right. Whereas now I am like the first thing I do, I want to see like, is that book from like this year or last year? Because if it's much older than that, especially like a lot of the research I'm doing often is scientific stuff, and, you know, in the field of science and medicine. If it's if it's much older than that, I don't know. I mean, it still could be 100 percent accurate. Right. But things may have changed since then. Yeah. In medicine, stuff changes, I mean, every few months, I feel like. So I, I have to go to the internet to get more up-to-date sources because if I'm waiting for a published paper mm -hmm. book to read about it, by the time I get it and read it, it may already have changed. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was not the concept when we were in school no. at yeah. all. Um, 
books were the end all be all. I love books. I'm not slamming books. I love, love books. books here. Uh, but if you're looking for up to date medical information, it's probably on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Or in a journal, but those are also on the internet now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that we, we didn't teach, we weren't taught about it. So we learned about the internet, I think from ourselves exploring at home, trying to figure out what the heck this is. And from our friends, I mean, really that's who showed me stuff how, like how to get into chat rooms and that kind of thing. Like that's what we did, right? That was the early, those were the early days of the internet. Yep. Or, or steal things over Napster. <laughs> yep. Steal, stealing music. Uh, talking to strangers in chat rooms, mm-hmm. which is, Riley, let me ask you, when we first started interacting with, I mean, at the time it was like AOL and like Prodigy. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> when we first started interacting with that stuff, it was very fun and cool and exciting mm-hmm. to just get into a chat room and talk with a bunch of strangers or to even like have direct message conversations, mm-hmm. like private message with a stranger on the internet um and i don't mean like in like a weird creepy way i mean like a group of us like a slumber party would sit and just do that yeah for hours yeah i mean like because we just thought it was so exciting to be talking to all these strangers from all over the world and we didn't know who they were and i mean is that do you think like in your teen years that had gone away um i know the answer to this but go ahead (laughs) i don't think so because no <laughs> chat roulette uh, <laughs> that was not what? our generation that was after us and it was the same thing only worse yeah that's like omegle which was one of the first yeah. like popular things i remember being on the internet when i was first exposed to the internet mm-hmm. i think i was like i'm a weird age where i'm slightly too young to have ever actually participated in it but like by like one or two years like I was just young enough where I wasn't able to do that, but also I was aware of its existence. It's like you sign into like a video chat room and it just randomly matches you up with another person. In a video chat? Yeah. Yeah. And it can be all around the world. I think it's like hmm, 75% probably not, uh, uh, probably dirty content, probably. But So 75% yeah. genitalia is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's basically it. Um, but I know that sounds terrifying to me. Yeah, and and you can like end it whenever you want, and then it goes on to the next person. Yeah, and I don't think people could. There's no like tracking. No one can like mm-hmm. know where you are. I I say that I don't know probably. Um, but I see that happen on TV shows all the time. <laughs> well, yes, on TV shows it happens all the time. <laughs> or they can like coordinate, like they can find your coordinates with your IP address. I really like that that kind of moment in like realistic fiction where it was once again still like older people writing the TV shows that didn't quite get the internet. So the anyone that knew how the internet worked always like they were always some like kind of evil like genius nerd who would have like glasses but also like like I don't know like goth attire and like it's just like oh someone who understands the internet. It was mm-hmm. like, and like all the worst things happened because of the internet. It's like, I miss, I and you would that. get this person who like was kind of nerdy in that they were re- really smart and like had like eighteen computers in their bedroom that they were always on. Yes. Like there was always that shot of you walking in to their like giant, yeah. like wall of of monitors, of screens, yeah, and, and they're like keyboard. working and they seem really nerdy, but then they have like a total attitude and they're like, shh, shh, 
constantly like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. And because 90s you say something God. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you say something dumb about the internet and they're like, hold on. Yep. Tap, 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 tap. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, yep. Yeah. I've, I've disabled all the security cameras. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think there's an article about like how, how hacking's portrayed in different movies and like the few times that it's done realistically. And what it is, it's kind of, it's just somebody like, okay, I'm going to run this program now. I'm going to walk away from it for like five hours and come back when it's done. That's hacking. <laughs> I saw, I was watching an episode of Fringe and I watched that they had somebody upload a giant stream of data into a mobile device that they'd plugged into a door lock to make like an electronic door lock to make the electronic door lock explode and i thought i don't think that's right i don't think that's how that works <laughs> i don't know how anything works but i don't think that's how that works <laughs> he uploaded an explosion program now this is a science fiction show so Terminate. it's fine yes yeah it's fine and it i mean it's got joshua jackson so it's all fine but anyway. i feel still on that fringe grind huh? i know still on that fringe grind huh. grind yeah every episode and, and a tour you just keep sneaking huh? it in every episode is still buff something about french <laughs> if they ever bring it back i want a cameo is all oh, okay oh this is this is that campaign all right <laughs> still buffering is turning into sydney mcroy will be in fringe <laughs> 2.0 if they bring it back <laughs> that's a lot of steps that need to happen there. i know it's a bigger uh, campaign than I think you realize. Uh, hey, listen, Michael Cerberus is from Huntington. Okay, just one step closer. He was he was September the Observer. Yes. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> yes, I I think in the early days we didn't we had no idea how any of it really worked, and we didn't we didn't learn about it. We just kind of figured it out. I I think it's interesting, and I want to talk about this more in a minute. But I I would have thought that as you were taught about the internet because I, I assume that's what we're going to get into. Like in school, you were probably taught something about the internet. Yeah. And I would have assumed that as we learn more and especially about like, as we're getting more savvy about some of the pitfalls and the dangers mm -hmm. of that anonymous communication of that, like access to someone's life and now like image instantly from anywhere in the world, I would have thought that would become much less popular because it would be seen as a lot more dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's just that I'm old that I wouldn't want to do that now because <laughs> like right now the idea of like, wait, I am intentionally entering a room full of strangers and trying to start a conversation. Right? <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? Do you know how hard that is to do at like parties where I have to do it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because I, I guess it's an age thing and not like a generational thing. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk more about your experience growing up with the internet after we check the group message. Hey, just an update while we're, you know, getting ready. Uh, I'm still itchy. <laughs> Thank you. Riley is still itchy in case you were curious. I just want everyone to know. I was sponsored. I want to tell you all about this week. Go for it. And that is Away. So Still Buffering this week is sponsored in part by Away. We told you about them a little bit before. Um, they design super cool luggage. And they have now designed a bag that has solved a few old problems. Like sticky wheels. And a few new ones. Like dead cell phones. Because they have uh, built-in cell phone chargers right in the back. And they're all made with premium German polycarbonate and come in nine colors and four sizes. So any of your travel needs and your preferences in terms of style. And if anything breaks while you're using it, Away will fix or replace it for you for life. 
So it's also a super awesome guarantee for your luggage because stuff happens when you're traveling and luggage gets thrown around and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So Away will take care of that for you. And they've got a variety of bags, too. Yeah. We've checked out their suitcases and their little, like, overnight baggy kind mm-hmm. of things and their, um, their backpacks. backpacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, you know, typical roller luggage, all sorts of options, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also offer a 100-day trial where you can live with it, vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it. And if at any point sure. you decide it's not for you, <laughs> just return it for a full refund. I always no take pictures asked. of my attractive luggage. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're taking one of those cute little like on the go pictures while you're in the airport with your away suitcase behind you, you know? Hashtag on the go. Hashtag on the go. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag uh-huh. let's get away. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've all tried um, away suitcases before. I know it's super convenient for me at least to have a little built-in cell phone charger in the back yes. because I always have problems with my phone dying while in airports and then everyone being crowded around those um, cell phone charging ports they have, you know, set up. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always mm-hmm. crowded around them with all of their cell phone chargers. So you don't have to worry about that when you have an away suitcase. Um, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out away, what should they do? Well, uh, if you go to awaytravel.com slash buffering and use the promo code buffering during your checkout, you can get $20 off a suitcase. So 20 bucks off, just go to awaytravel.com slash buffering and use promo code buffering at checkout. Sisters, I have another sponsor that I want to tell you about this week. That's Rockets of Awesome. So I can tell you that getting clothes for the girls can be very challenging sometimes, especially for Charlie. Cooper is too little to protest and will just I put things on her and she's fine with it. But Charlie is old enough now, uh, she's she's almost five, she's four going on five, that she has very definite opinions she does. about what is fashion and what is not. And so shopping for her can be difficult. And especially I like to do a lot of shopping online because it's easier. We can do it from home. And you cannot just start scrolling through websites uh, with a kid unless you've got a lot of cool, fun stuff for them to look at or they get like they get bored or they try to turn your phone onto weird videos. Um, so (laughs) rockets of awesome has solved that problem. They have a ton of, uh, high quality, uh, on trend, stylish clothes, designer clothes for kids at an affordable price. They have really soft fabrics. They've got glow in the dark stuff, reflective stuff, sequins. Charlie loves those. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She does. Uh, they can all be mixed and matched, which is great. Um, that's my, that's Charlie's favorite thing to do is design her own look. And so if you've got a kid who likes to design their own look, this is a perfect website for you. Uh, all kinds of stylish clothes, boys and girls, sizes 3 to 12. Um, it's dedicated to super stylish and comfortable clothing that both parents and kids love. And I can tell you that uh, I went shopping on Rockets of Awesome with charlie we looked through the clothes and the only problem is that she wanted everything (laughs) (laughs) uh she she loved uh the outfits she was thrilled with especially the variety of skirts and dresses i don't know how she and i share so much genetic material but the skirts and dresses uh she was just wild about yeah and um every single one i can't i am so excited for it to arrive we put it in order i'm so excited for it to get here and for her to be able to try everything on and wear everything around um she loved it uh, the clothes are really great um if you if you are a parent who is tired of dragging a kid to the store and trying to get them to look at things and try things on or if you have done the which i've done the just random scroll through you know, mm. some sort of generic purchasing yeah. website. Uh, 
on which uh, they they might accidentally want to buy uh, costumes instead of clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rockets of Awesome is the site for you. It's dedicated to being a simple, fun, and delightfully stylish experience for you and your kids. If our listeners want to check out Rockets of Awesome, what should they do? Rockets of Awesome is dedicated to being a simple, fun, and delightfully stylish experience for you and your kids. So if you want to check out the latest styles at Rockets of Awesome, go to rocketsofawesome.com slash maybe for 15% savings towards your first purchase today. That's rocketsofawesome.com slash maybe for 15% savings towards your first order. rocketsofawesome.com slash maybe. Yeah, so check that out. So, uh, obviously, even though we were only taught about things like Excel right in school you were you were actually trained to use the internet i suppose yes. um what I were still... internet classes like <laughs> i mean when i was in like eighth grade seventh grade i still remember even probably earlier than that having typing classes mm-hmm. um especially it must have been earlier than that because even in the the talented and gifted program we would spend a few days just like we'd have to sit at one of those programs and she'd put a box over our hands so we couldn't look at our fingers and type um but it's, then as I It's not a bad skill. It's not. If I can just say like as somebody who has to write notes in the like electronic medical record notes. Yeah. I wish I was better at typing. Now so I it's can not a bad skill. Yeah, follow lectures very easily in classes and type them out without getting lost. Um but as I got older, then we started having to learn. I remember I think all of 8th grade we had a computer class and we had to learn Excel, PowerPoint, Word, all of those kinds of Microsoft things right just to know how to do them for class projects um but then i remember we also had like a cyber security talk that wasn't about like you know it wasn't about keeping your stuff safe it was about not getting abducted not you know meeting people you don't know Uh that's Um, good though i mean yeah (laughs) it was nowhere near as expansive as the ability to like create a good powerpoint or like plot some points in excel um but it still existed. <laughs> um, and I know that in like health class, uh, they incorporated into like our, our sex ed talks. They also incorporated like, you know, uh, how being to safe with that online. <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Like <laughs> being safe online when it comes to, th- to those things. Uh, yeah. That seems like that should be like a whole class. And it should start when you're like young. Like young enough yeah. to have an email address or like whatever to, to, to type on a computer. There should be a class that's like how not to screw up your life by things you say on the internet or places you might go. <laughs> right, right, like, right. And it should be a class you have every year until you graduate. Do people still call it cybering? No, uh, no nobody, nobody okay. does. People did. And that's all we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm yes. not, I don't want to talk no, about it anymore. Wrong. I just wanted to know if the term was outdated yes okay yeah is there a new name Say me. <laughs> i was just curious i don't know i'm not i don't i don't know because we're not going to talk about we're talking about this being safe on the internet wow. why you gotta make it appropriate sydney it's not appropriate like, I'm making me uncomfy. Wait, this is a mooch positive podcast. It is a mooch positive curious. podcast. And, and if there's one thing that we all know about the internet, full of mooching. It's full of mooching. Full of, there is a lot of that out there. A lot of, I, a lot of butts. A lot of butts on the internet. <laughs> I do remember for some reason <laughs> the there's this weird. native butts. 
least 75% At least 75% buds. Um, <laughs> there's this weird thing. There's this app called Kick that you could download. That was one of the first apps I had on my phone. It was like a messaging app. It was like mm-hmm. a, like a, um, oh, what are those? Like one of the free ones in like an iMessage that anyone could download and use just to text people. But it also had some like games and stuff on it that you could play to help you like play them with other people online or something okay. but also it was messaging and there was this weird now that i'm thinking about it it was basically tinder it was like there was this one called hot or not where you could like see people mm. and then you could message them if you thought they were hot that is tender yeah that's basically tender except it was on kick when i was like 12 not that i was using it sure but you know all your friends that had the cool ipod touches were like do you want to get on my hot or not you know, it, it's interesting, I mean, to, to bring up things like dating apps like that. That's, uh, I, I remember having, like, okay, Cupid. I didn't have an account, but some of my friends did, like, in their, like, early 20s. And there was still a bit of it that was, like, uh, isn't it kind of lame to meet somebody like that? And then kind of a lame way to meet people. Like, I didn't personally feel that way, but it was still something that you kind of, like, hush, hush, how did you meet? Oh, well, mm-hmm. we can't tell them how we actually met. Now it's like that's how everybody meets everybody. Like all of my friends, it's like yeah. they just yeah. you want to you want someone to go to the beach with this weekend. Cool, gonna get on Tinder, gonna find a date for that day. <laughs> that's int- you're right. I think there it is a lot less stigmatized than it used to be um, because it's so ubiquitous. Well, it's almost I always oh, go ahead. Oh, I say it's almost weirder in reverse. Like I don't use those apps, and people are like, "What? How do you meet people?" I'm like, "Oh, I I don't." <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy, I don't. <laughs> I don't mean anybody. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a uh, a really interesting point because I always remember a statistic. I think I learned it in like maybe a sociology class. So this is very old, outdated information um, as far as I know. That most people like end up like if they get married, they marry somebody who like grew up within five miles of them. Do you remember mm-hmm. like that stat? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's changed. <coughs> I wonder if that still holds true because I don't know. I, I just the more people who are using things like you know, like internet services and, and dating services and stuff like Tinder and things like that mm-hmm. to meet people, then I you know the further away you might find somebody who's a yeah. good match for you. Yeah. I don't but, know. Just an interesting thought. People are also more mobile. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I but I also think that most people are, are when they're using these dating apps, they're not really using them to find the one. <laughs> they're using them to because yeah. they Well, what are they using them for? To hook up. <laughs> with lots of different people. Yeah. <gasps> Cuz which is fine. Which is totally fine. But it is it's kind of I get it. It's like everything else uh, being like access to the Internet where you can see the whole range of things you can you can purchase that you can have that you can have delivered to you, your door. I feel like dating's just kind of gone in there, too. It's like, I don't know. I mean, there's you and you're in front of me. But look at these hundreds of other people that I could also maybe meet and see how things work out with. It's, it's a little bit oh, it's a little no. bit easier just to kind of like just oh, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to you know. Just, just see if I find a real, real good one. Mm. I don't look at it like that, but I'm, I also don't participate in sure. it. But I think a lot of people have that kind of. There's a, it's a bit more of a candy shop feel to it. Uh, I, um, I, I find that to be very anti-zen. <laughs> you can't be present in the moment if you're thinking about things that way. 
But isn't that what we all do with our phones? Maybe we're not thinking about other people in Tinder, but we're still having a conversations and and liking people's stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I just think that's the way we all kind of live these days. I I'm definitely guilty of that. I'm on my phone in between every conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess that I guess that gets down into some major differences between because the way we interacted with the internet when we were younger was um it was very limited because there was only so much you could do uh i mean we came into like myspace and live journal and stuff like that did exist where you could like share parts of yourself broadly you know at your own discretion um and then when you were a teenager you don't have very good discretion so it's true so whatever i mean like we did definitely come into that kind of stuff but it wasn't it wasn't like everybody and it wasn't all the time you know if you didn't have a myspace it wasn't like 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 what would be the equivalent today i was about to say facebook but that's wrong yeah i was gonna say like that's uh, if you don't have an instagram or a twitter today it's like what are you hiding yeah yeah (laughs) like oh that guy you met doesn't have an instagram or a twitter you should not and there (laughs) there was no concept of that like yeah i mean because i not even i mean the other thing we're not talking about is internet access. Mm-hmm. Like internet access is, is so much more common. It's not everywhere. There's still right. places, especially in West Virginia where it's an issue. But um, when we were growing up, like internet access was not everybody. I had certain friends who had internet, like who had mm-hmm. it before we did. And then we got it and it was very exciting. Like we got our CD, our AOL CD. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. that? That we had to load it in to like load AOL on and then sign on to it. And, and, you, um, and, and it was over the phone line. So you, you had to, you couldn't talk on the phone and, and be on the internet at the same time. Yeah. So if, if mom was on the phone, then we couldn't get on the internet. And so we had to have like special, which, which relegated a lot of our internet activity to after mom and dad went to bed because mm-hmm. otherwise we weren't allowed. I mean, they needed to use the phone and we were, we'd be tying it up if we were on the phone, if we were on the internet. Um, so, I mean, I think that was the other thing. Like you didn't just assume, we didn't talk about that stuff a lot at school. It wasn't like the stuff that we did online, like carried over into like the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a fun, quirky thing we would do sometimes and then go back to living our real life. Right. was kind of the way we looked at it. Yeah. Um, it was like, like Tay said, it wasn't a tool that was used for learning consistently. You could, but it wasn't like the mainstay. Mm Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot else you could do with it. I mean, I remember that my main way I started to interact with computers as I got older was other than like, like we've talked about, like Minesweeper (laughs) was um, when they started making us type papers on there instead of handwriting them. See, that is just wild to me. I've never handwritten an essay. I have for like AP tests and stuff where you have to handwrite them right at the end. But that's the only time I've ever handwritten an entire essay. Do you still in college ever use blue books? Um, no. We use like Scantron sheets and stuff. But I've also never taken a class where you had to write something as our, as yeah. like an exam yeah. or anything. You'll see since you're going to take more English classes yeah. and stuff. And um, I wonder if they still use. Did you ever have to use one? Yeah. Well, I know, I know they still sell school, them. But did you ever have to use one of those? Sometimes types? they made us write words. Um, yes, I, I use those. Yeah, I know they still use them because you can buy them in the yeah. bookstore. But yeah, no, I'm, I mean, like, growing up, like, the, I wrote many papers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My handwriting oh. was terrible. I don't know how anybody read it. See, that's the thing. I, like, we even had to learn how to write cursive in elementary school. 
And then we started typing like two years later. It's like, well, now I don't, I couldn't write every single letter of the alphabet in cursive right now. <laughs> I could not. Are you serious? Like some of them I forget. They're weird. Like I could write something that would look like cursive and you could read it, but that it would not be 100% accurate. You can't write in cursive? I can write in cursive. I'm saying every single letter. But you letter. don't know all the letters. Like, do I remember the exact strokes and everything? No. I also cannot do that. Do you, Tay? No, I don't know why you've kept kept that skills. That of all the of all the important skills or not important yeah. skills that they force upon us, why did you choose to keep that? How often are you writing? Like I can sign my writing? name. Yeah, that's it. You learn your signature. Yeah. That's it. Do you yeah. do you find cursive useful in your daily life? I couldn't tell you the last time I wrote in cursive no, that it was required. I still remember it. I bet you, no, I bet you any amount of money that you could not sit down and handwrite every single letter of the alphabet and cursive perfectly. You know the only one that's tricky? What? Capital Q. It is tricky. It's a weird one. I, and cursive. I couldn't tell you how to, how to do it. Couldn't picture that in It's brain. a weird one. No, don't have that up there anymore. No capital Q. Too much other yeah. stuff. Too many butts. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it is the capital Q that's the weird one, right? A lot of them are weird. It's not the capital Z. Z is weird. I remember that one being weird because it was like some of these kind of oh, make sense. Maybe I have forgotten. It's like, oh, see, I told you. Maybe I have. There's no way, at, like, unless you are currently taking cursive or have within very recent history, it's just not one of those things I feel like that most people now at least remember perfectly. I'm not saying uh, no, it is ever. the capital Q. I was right. I was totally right. Well, all right, so now that we've proven that we don't quite all remember cursive. <laughs> yeah, the Z is weird, too. All right. Anyway. <laughs> it's a useless skill, is what I'm saying. I'm sure someone needs um, it. It's just not me in my adult life. Yeah. I would say don't. it's true that that it is a lot less uh, broadly applicable than it used to be. Um, that is very accurate. Mm -hmm. I the It's interesting, though, because... All of these things we're saying, like, about stuff we learned on the internet and the way we use it has become, again, like, it's how we define ourselves. And that's just such an interesting transition for something that didn't exist when Taylor and I first entered our teen years, really. I mean, to mm -hmm. any to any great extent, like, other than these, like, mentions of it. Right. Because there was some transition point where it encompassed us. Mm -hmm. And then our internet versions of ourselves became us. I mean, do you think? And do you think that's kind of hand in hand with like the rise of like smartphones? Because I feel like before that, there was still you couldn't walk around with it, you know, like mm -hmm. the yeah we all had like Facebook or whatever. Like you had a presence on the internet, but it was on a computer that sat on a desk. I mean, maybe you had a laptop, but that ability to constantly interact with it. I mean, that's and that's only in like the yeah. past what I don't know, maybe eight years. <coughs> yeah. I, probably eight to ten yeah. years. I mean, I had a, yeah, I had a, it was still not something in college no. even. Like I had a flip phone I mean, razor until I graduated. Well, and that's why I mean that's why like I'm assuming you don't have away messages anymore. Mm -mm. That was that was why those existed because there was a point where you were away. Yes, we're never away anymore. Mm -hmm. Where else are that you going to leave your favorite jewel quotes, <laughs> Sydney? <laughs> Your Tinder bio. 
the time I would spend contemplating my away <laughs> message. Mm-hmm. Just the right one so that it would come across as like cool and thoughtful, but like it's kind of aloof. Like I didn't care that much about it. This is just what was on my mind. I just wanted to share it with you. You're so deep. Until I'm until I return to share more deep thoughts with the rest of the people on AOL or whatever. What is your, what is your <laughs> name? Lenore? You're so deep of you, Lenore. I had a Lenore and then I had a, a Deanera. Uh, that's uh, I was thinking about that we were talking about this topic um, now I feel like I'm, most of adults most adults I know and Riley maybe this is true for most of your your friends like your handles on these things are generally some it's close to your name because there is a recognition like eh, it's part of my identity uh, like that was not how we did things everyone was always like baseball cutie 85 like yeah. softball girl 92 <laughs> I don't know why all of yours are sports centric I, I, well, mine were mine were mine were mine was Sailor Moon 12 from the time I was 12 <laughs> until I was like 18 I was like I'm not 12 anymore see mine always used to be something not my name like I remember my first Instagram handle was believe underscore in underscore yourself <laughs> one You were like the original JoJo Siwa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like when I made it Twitter, I was Rylosaurus Rex instead of mm-hmm. Riley Smurl. Now on everything, I'm just my full name. Yeah. Yeah. It's just easier for people to find you that way. Right. Well, and now it seems kind of silly. Like I still have the same email that I've had since I was 25, which is, well, I'm not going to say it, but uh, it's not my name. And it's it's silly now when I give it out in professional settings. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I'm still using that. I need to get that fixed. And I've been saying that since yeah. I was 25. <laughs> no, I remember that shift. Uh, I was lucky in that, like, I was, I was like creating email accounts, it like better email, like moving away from like AOL and things like that. Well, I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't rank everything, but I was moving away yeah. from AOL into other email programs, stuff like that. At the same time that I was kind of getting to that point in my life where I was like, uh, I kind of want these to sound a little more professional. So it was really easy for me to just kind of switch most of that stuff over to my name because it just naturally occurred at the point in my life where I was like, I guess if I'm going to like tell other doctors or stuff to contact me, I don't want to say like, my name's. Danera thirteen. I'm named for a uh, the, I think it was like the wife of Hercules, or something. One of the wives of Hercules. I don't even know where I got. Where did I get these names? You just wanted to be cool. You were so creative, so deep. Yep. All of all of them were from like Greek mythology. I just had a collection of AOL handles and various like screen names that were yeah. different. I don't know. I always remember that being the thing whenever you wanted to go make your Instagram where it was like you have to type in what you want and it's like, oh, someone already has that. It's like, okay, let me add an underscore there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one. Um, but, it, but either way, it, it has, it's like, it's encompassed all of us. And we've talked about this before. Now, your internet self is maybe your true self? Uh, Maybe. In some aspects. Yeah. It's definitely a lot closer to your real self than it used to be, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just, yeah, it's, you just have to think of it as part of your identity. Not like this fun thing that you kind of have, you can, you know, mess around on. It's it's the place where people can hold you accountable for more of yourself. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And that's, 
I mean, I, I try to look at the positive parts of that, like that when when that happens, when you're called out on something, like it's an opportunity to grow and to change and to be more introspective and think mm -hmm. about the way that you present yourself to the world and the stuff you put out there and the way it affects other people and um, how that comes back to how they think of you and the whole the whole gambit. But um, but obviously it's a double edged sword because then there are times where it's gonna just make you feel like you know, I should never, I should never say anything out loud again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I hope that if nothing else, the next generation is growing up just with that awareness sort of like already forced upon them. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a public platform. It's not, it's not a secret space where you can go do like say things and do things and not assume it's going to reflect back on you. Like, right. Yeah. It is, it is part of who you are. Yeah. And it's and again, I think if it's looked at as an opportunity for growth, I think that's the most important thing. You are being challenged and pushed, but you're not being like. It's important, I think, not to make it let it make you feel worthless, mm -hmm. because I think being you know open to opinions from everyone everywhere can quickly make you doubt your self worth. Yeah. Um. And it's not that. It does not seem to have affected your generation the way I would worry that would. Yeah. That is what I constantly worry about as I look like look to my children. I don't want them growing up without self-confidence because, you know. Well, now in the future, not, not when Charlie's growing up with Instagram, we don't know yet. I don't know. I mean, because not everybody's going to like you. And then some people are going to say things. And yeah. you're just going to, I don't know. This is the future. You can't hide from it. You can't just say, like, mom used to tell us, like, just don't talk to those girls who were mean to you at school. Yeah. <laughs> just stay away from the place. Them. <laughs> you can never get just away from don't them. Don't sit next to them. Yeah. Just go somewhere else in the lunchroom. You can't, you can't do that. Can't do that on the yeah. internet. That's something I, I, yeah, that's, I feel like even as adults, that's hard to, like, understand. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I miss the good old days where I could just erase somebody's existence from my life forever but nope this is the world we live in now mm -hmm. yep you you can try you can try as as much as you want but they they can slide back into your dm right. no, oh it's gosh it's like you just okay well this has been sydney used it right sort of sort of <laughs> riley hates when i say that it's just so funny because every time you say it it's like when a baby is trying to talk and a word <laughs> actually comes out and they're like, oh my gosh, I said a real word. It's like you're never sure you're actually going to be saying it right. So every time you say it and it comes out and it's right, you're like, oh, sliding into my DMs. <laughs> I just want you to clap for me like we all clap for Cooper when she says like, you know, please, please. She said tease today. <laughs> she says pee pee. Oh, right. that's good. That's what I needed. A pee pee. Well, then I go put her on the potty. Yeah. I'm going to potty train this one early. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the internet. It does not. Well, thank you, sisters. Uh, how's the itching? It's better, but spreading all over my body. How's your uh, current drowsiness level? I feel like I could pass out right now. Okay. Keeping my eyes open is very hard right now, and I don't exactly know what I'm saying on this podcast. Well, all right. Well, the Benadryl. So, so that's taking You know what time. that means? It's time to go. <laughs> we should probably stop. Yeah. Do not, do not internet and Benadryl. No. <laughs> don't. I don't recommend. No. 
Well, hopefully uh, I'll be less itchy next uh, week. Thank you, listeners. Um, thank you for joining us. And I'm sorry. You know what can you do with Riley? She's just she's just a mess today. I am a mess today. We, we do. Taylor and I do apologize for yeah, our youngest. Kind of got her back, and she's covered <laughs> in hives. Uh, you should tweet at us at stillbuff. You should email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org if you have any other thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments or topics that you think we should talk about. Uh, you should check out maximumfun.org. There are many wonderful podcasts that we think you would enjoy immensely. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. But I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was too. too. And I'm a That's not a sign off. That's not how it goes. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.